This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 57, hey. a very Brady sequel. <laughs> We're finally back, guys, we after are... like a month-long hiatus. Uh, yeah. And, well, and with me as always. It was like 30-ish days. Are the guys trying to talk, Colin Armin? <laughs> That's me. I'm that one. And Wes Allen. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> That's good. Very. It's a good Christmas wreck reference. Like it's a it. Christmas wreck, yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. Christmas wreck. Yep. Um, it's like the worst on ice usually. That's a good Christmas reference, but we're not doing a Christmas-themed episode now. Okay. But our next one will be Christmas-themed. Yeah, Ish, at least. Mm-hmm. So stay ish. tuned for that. We will have two episodes this month. So yes. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry <laughs> friggin' Christmas. Happy Yuletide. Um, sorry we've time. been away. Obviously, the holiday seasons are quite busy. Sure. And uh, we decided to take November off, yeah. so deal with it. Yeah. We had to give thanks, you know? We got a lot of thanks to give. We were so thankful. We were th- we were thankful to have this podcast so mm-hmm. much that we decided not to do it. 100%. And you guys are thankful that you didn't have to hear our voices for a month. That's true. Yeah. So- um, Just unsubscribe, man. <laughs> give up. Don't thank, do that. Thank you. For those of you who did it not unsubscribe during that little hiatus. That's a nice double negative there. Indeed. Uh, So we have a lot of news to catch up on. Sure. We have a lot of things to cover, so we're just going to jump into it. This is our segment we like to call A Recurrent Affair. Mm, My favorite song at Christmas. Indeed. My mom used to hum that to me at Christmas, around the Christmas tree. Mom. Bob. So obviously we've had... Some people who have passed away, and we're going to just jump right into that from mm. the get-go because mm. we want to get the sadness out of the way and get onto the cheerfulness that is uh, the month of December and the holidays. Mm. So, mm. R.I.P. Stan Lee. Now, mm. this uh, is a person that is not just 80s and 90s kind of icon, yeah. although there were a lot of things that um, – a lot of his properties that occurred during the 80s and 90s era that we obviously became obsessed with as kids growing up. And yeah, I he know. Sh- helped shape all of our childhood. Exactly. I mean, whether he, you're aware of it or not. Yeah. He died at the age of 95. So no matter how old you are listening to this podcast, you are probably influenced by Stan Lee in some way, whether you were obsessed with one of his properties or you beat up people who were. So, <laughs> um, well said. Very sad to see Stan Lee passing. Uh, I. Uh, was playing the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man video game the, the other day mm-hmm. and actually just started You were adulting. It. Go on. I was adulting, playing Spider-Man on PS4 and there's a Stan Lee cameo and I was like, Is there really? Oh. oh. Yeah, man. he had a lot yeah. of cameos in a lot of what he did. Uh, almost everything. Yeah. I mean, it, he even had a cameo in things he didn't do like uh, the, um, the DC, what is it called? The the DC where it's about Robin and Cyborg. It's like the Teen Titans. That's what it is. Okay. It's the DC cartoon. Even he makes cameo in that, and they kind of make fun of the fact that it's not I his property. Him. What a so, boss. A very lovable guy, and we just got so used to seeing him in movies, and unfortunately that time has passed unless they pull a Star Wars and just have him and <sighs> Gosh. everything from now on have just used pre-recorded Stanley voices. Yeah, but but, what, a, what a dynasty, though. You think of like what we think of as like the modern superhero. Many of them were out of his brain. Yeah. The majority yeah. of them, you could even argue, like... 
Yeah, Kevin Smith calls him like the modern uh, Mark Twain kind of like author and all of that, just like the legacy that his characters and everything have. Yeah, Yeah. which, you know, Um, it wasn't all him. It wasn't just him. Yeah. He takes, I mean, he gets a lot of the credit. Yeah. And he gladly took it. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Uh, But you think of like being, having someone dress up as you, as like Corey would be cool or as Wes would be cool, but like having someone dress up as something that you came up with mm-hmm. I have some way that's cooler yeah, in some sense. yeah. I agree what a neat opportunity and like even as a kid I knew who Stanley was because in the back of like every Marvel issue whether it was Spider-Man or X-Men or whatever it was there was like a section in the back and it was called Stan Soapbox and he would always like kind of write kind of whatever was on his mind and Literally he would talk editor. to the fans and like you would yeah. write letters to him so like as a kid, I knew who Stanley was, and like he had a face for Marvel, and like that's what I saw, mm. and it was a cool thing that somebody tweeted. I um I, I saw it. It was short. I think it was a day or two after he died. Somebody tweeted one of those segments where it was Stan's soapbox, and he was like, it was in the '60s, and he was standing up against um racism, and mm. he was like supporting the civil rights movement uh, within the Stan soapbox thing. And this is during a time where that's super controversial. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's neat. Um, so obviously Stan Lee will be missed and his, you know, everything he created will live on for a very, very long time. Yeah, so. Disney will be squeezing that orange for <laughs> a long time. 100%. Uh, moving on, uh, we lost a president of our childhood, George H.W. Bush. Mm-hmm. He George Sr. was the, the president that I earliest remember. I was born during the Reagan era, but I don't really remember Reagan being president. Yeah. I remember the election where, um, I, I think I remember the election where he was voted in. Is it 88? So, and maybe that's just a fabricated memory because I would have been like <laughs> You've three seen it on old. TV enough times. <laughs> yeah. Um, you but at least knew his face because it was on TV. I most yeah. certainly remember the election between him and, and Clinton. And yeah. uh, I was in first grade and they had the whole like elementary school, like we did a vote. Yeah. And Bill Clinton won. And it's funny because it's like, of course, all the kids just reflect what their parents believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's actually probably a great way to determine who is going to win the election. <laughs> that's true without having just, to poll the parents. Yeah, can... just poll the elementary schoolers and see who <laughs> wins the most. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they just reflect what their parents do. Anyway, uh, you know, regardless of what your politics were, I mean, just just the many things. I'm sure everyone's seen just the, the things that were said about H.W. that were so kind and ha- like to his character and who he was as a person. You can at least get on that level of like he was a great man. Yeah, I think that's true. One sure. one thing that's interesting both about him and Stan Lee is that both of their wives have passed recently within the last year mm-hmm. or so. And I feel like that always happens with like people that have been married for such a long time that oftentimes when one goes, the other one goes yeah. like, yeah. you know. Very close. Kind of. Was it like 70-something years that the Bushes were married? It's a ridiculous Gosh, number. That's unheard nuts. of. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, did you see the picture? I think I saw it on USA Today, maybe, uh, where it was a picture of his service dog laying oh, in yes. front of his casket at the oh, service or whatever it was. That. Memorial. Oh, my gosh. It was, and uh, the caption that they said, like, his service dog trainer said, like, mission accomplished. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> also kind of a jab yeah. at his son a little bit, oh, maybe. <laughs> 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 
But it was like, uh, uh, it was like heart wrenching. Just like the seeing a sad dog. I don't know why that was more sad than. Oh no, hundred percent. I'm a broken person in that yeah. sense. I saw that photo and I, get I was that. just like, that got me. Yeah, gave me the shivers. Also, it was an adorable dog. Absolutely. Uh, and one more person that we need to honor, Stephen Hillenberg, who created SpongeBob SquarePants. Which, when I heard that, I was like. How long has SpongeBob been on? Since the nineties. Yeah, like, that is yeah, crazy to late think about. 90s. I mean, it was a little bit past my time, so I never really You weren't watched super it. into it. I wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, I have seen it since and like completely understood why it was so successful. Like yeah. it was like a quintessential Nickelodeon like a Nicktoon that just had that adult humor, but also it was like legitimately funny for kids. Well, his first job was actually the director of uh, Rocco's Bar and Life. Oh. Like he was the director yeah, all through that series. So That's interesting. I could see that glimmer of Rocco's definitely. humor and everything and SpongeBob. So that's always cool. Yeah. I feel like it definitely set a new tone for a lot of the comedy that was coming out at that time too. Mm-hmm. Like if you think of like just so slapsticky and making fun of Very so quick. much random stuff. Yeah. Like uh, it was yeah. a new pace random. for that age of comedy. Kids, I thought was really interesting. Yeah, um, you think of uh, I wonder if that influenced like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like that was the most random. Oh, absolutely. Cartoon. Like you don't get that without that show, or you don't get some of the stuff on all that mm-hmm. at the time without uh, SpongeBob or uh, even stuff like South Park. Now, like, wouldn't I feel like there was South Park coming out before SpongeBob doesn't South Park does not succeed. Hmm. But I feel like SpongeBob sort of lightens the blow a little bit for how crass and crazy South Park is. I mean, yeah, I, you could attribute lots of things to South Park and a lot, uh, attribute a lot of things. You it's can attribute to a lot of things for South Park's success. And I never thought of SpongeBob being one of them, but yeah. that's an interesting point. I think like, I think obviously uh, the Simpsons were very early to that. Like Definitely. I think the Simpsons give a lot of leeway to SpongeBob. For adult but. cartoons. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons was the launch pad for that. But. Yeah. Um, I just I think there was a lot more that we are permissive about being said in cartoons than mm-hmm. we're willing to watch a human face say. Yeah, <laughs> this Definitely. is very true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thankfully, that is the end of the list of people who have passed. And we'll move on to the reboots and all the things that are being remade and all the fun stuff that we love to talk about. Mm-hmm. And there has been another reboot, maybe perhaps on the success of Halloween reboot. Who knows? There's a Friday the 13th reboot that LeBron James is set to produce? Is that just like a financial thing or is he actually like a super fan? Do we know the story I have no idea. When I read this I'm like LeBron James and Friday the 13th are not supposed to be the same. I mean (laughs) I just yeah I don't LeBron is really trying to get into the whole Hollywood scene. Um, I mean he's setting himself he's a smart man setting himself up for the end of his career Um, and you know doing the Space Jam thing I think and he really thinks he's a good actor I've heard that he is. I haven't really seen enough of him acting. Yeah. But anyway, he's really obsessed or he's very into Hollywood. So it's good. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how this goes. I mean, yeah. it, it's a good place for a lot of people to go that have an uh, influx of cash when it comes to being an athlete. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I, I'll just do this. Yeah. Movies whatever. are basically investments now yeah. in yeah. a lot of ways. So it's especially like a, with reboots. Yeah. <laughs> so in a lot of ways, I get it. Like, I've even, even thinking about that, like seeing Charles Barkley on Shark Tank a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, what is the world? <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where like Alex Rodriguez was also on there and that kind of stuff. They're like people that have a lot of money that have gotten from sports, like some of them invest it and blah, blah, blah. Okay, moving along. This actually has a lot to do with the conversation we had in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Here's whispers. 
that a Ghostbusters 3 is being written. How is that possible? Dan Aykroyd apparently says it. Yeah. You know what I think? What do you think? I think we should change the phrase, boy who cried wolf, (laughs) to Dan Aykroyd said, (laughs) Ghostbusters 3 is happening. (laughs) You think he's just trolling everybody? Because I would totally see that. I guess so. I think he's just mummering it in his sleep at this point. If it was Bill Murray, I would would 100% not believe it. But with Dan Aykroyd, it's like, is he, I know Bill Murray's the type to troll everyone, but is Dan Aykroyd the type? I don't really know. It's tough to say. Yeah, uh, but he did mention that there's a a team of uh, writers working on the script, and he said that they're very talented filmmakers, and he wouldn't say who it was. Mm. My hope is that it's like somebody like the Duffer Brothers or something like that. Oh, that'd be interesting. That would be amazing. Like, I would trust them with, with the like, a property of that. Yeah, um, I... <laughs> You know, it's just like if you if you're a sports fan, this thing happens where people will say unnamed sources. Yeah. Where it's yeah. kind of like, okay, you just cannot trust yeah. it until somebody puts their name on it. And obviously and honestly and obviously Dan Aykroyd has put his name on it, but it's like like you said, it's just the boy it's, who cried wolf. So it's yeah, like it's been happening for literally like twenty years. So he could just keep saying, saying it's like, happening, it's happening, it's happening yeah. until he dies, and it's like, Oh, I guess it just never happened. So yeah. You know, we'll we'll believe it when I'll we see it. I still stand by it. Make an animated movie. Yeah, I'm holding out for like the Ghostbusters Lego movie. Like, yeah. that'd be oh, dude, awesome. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Okay, well, apparently there's a Clueless remake, and Girls Trip writer Tracy Oliver is producing. <laughs> you guys seen Girls Trip? Oh yeah, that's the a cult classic. classic. Yeah. yeah, here, let me show you my tattoo. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I have yeah. not seen that. But, you know, writer from Glow, which I'm pretty sure, have we all seen Glow? I've, wa- I've started I Glow, but I never that finished kinda it. That kind of surprised. Same here. Did, I haven't watched it. Did you not finish it because you didn't like it? Uh, uh, Probably. I mean, I, not <laughs> like I didn't like it, but it wasn't like holding my attention enough to where I'm like, I got to see how this ends. Yeah. For me, I didn't see the allure, so I didn't. I didn't. But so <laughs> this isn't a glowing. Um, glow roast. Yeah. Well, no, this isn't. <laughs> this a, movie is just for us. Yeah. It's not a glowing endorsement <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, for me, I I think Clueless is untouchable. It's such a time capsule. I just for her career. A, well, yes, but also <laughs> the language that's used in it. It's just so mid nineties. Yeah, like and the that's whole, what's the endearing quality of it. Yeah. yeah, the whole Valley Girl kind of thing is yeah. like not a, the style is back again. Like the whole sure you know, that the way that they dress, but like. Yeah, I don't know how you make that work in a modern day setting, which I assume is what they would do. Well, but. and especially because, okay, what do you do in today? So it's a basic white girl, which like, you know, taking selfies, doing duck face or whatever. It's things that everybody hates. So it's like, how are you going to make that endearing? Yeah. And I say everybody. I'm just old and maybe everybody I know. Um, they already made eighth grade. So, <laughs> But it's, it's, I don't know, since we weren't adults in the 90s, how seriously or not seriously that culture was taken and I, you know, it kind of was a um, farce or a satire on that culture. For so sure. maybe it's a thing where it's like, oh, kind of making fun of rich white girls. Um, but I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Like I said, it's it was such a '90s thing and fit so well in that time frame. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Apparently, the hey, you know what? Let's just bring back all the shows from the <laughs> '90s. NYPD Blue. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one was asking for that. Is coming back, I guess. I don't know. There's a pilot uh, that is, is being written or has been re- written, but it will revolve around the son of the, you know, Dennis Franz's character from the original. So it's like a continuation. Father-son business. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other information that you know of, Wes, about this? No, I know that uh, ABC ordered it, so they're kind of in charge of that. So. Yeah. That was ABC. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like NYPD Blue was one of those shows that like did push the envelope back in the day. Envelope, mm-hmm. envelope, uh, envelope. Yeah, sure. guys, envelope or envelope? I think. How on. do you say it? Envelope. Cool. Envelope. envelope. Consensus. Envelope. envelope is what I say. Envelope is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> really push the envelope or the envelope, depending on how you want to end on that one. But uh, I feel like now like, every show is that way. Like CSI, you can watch the craziest garbage oh, that yeah. happens on those shows. But I think a lot of the pioneer stuff of that was NYPD Blue. So I'm interested to see how it either does not push the envelope and is hella boring mm-hmm. or it's uh, trying to go to that next level, whatever it might be. Well, I mean, that, that's a great point. If you've seen the uh, the 90s documentary on Netflix, they, got, they go over all the shows and stuff and they talk about NYPD Blue and why that blew up and it was hmm. because they pushed the envelope hmm. like okay. they featured the first like nude butt on TV or whatever <laughs> yeah it did <laughs> they were butt pioneers so it's like are they gonna try to do that again or are they like yeah like what is yeah. their thing gonna they're be they're just gonna show butts yeah butts NYPD butt just a bunch of butts <laughs> and stuff yeah that, that show was like uh, the only thing was just another reason to change the channel like when mm. i knew that that show was coming on it was time to change the channel well it, it was too old for us back then i i never got it so you know mm-hmm. but yeah you we'll know see. all those all of those reboots and sequels to ni- 80s 90s shows are doing so well spring fraser back quit, quit this mess. right <laughs> right um okay so apparently there's gonna be a revival of northern exposure did you guys watch that at all? I did not. I have no context for it other than like the DVD cover that has like the little jacket, <laughs> little puffy jacket nice. on it. So yeah, that's I think the only. Thing when I read that, that, I was like, "Oh, so that was like the original Planet Earth kind of situation." <laughs> like, I don't know what the, like the <laughs> the BBC thing. Like, I had no idea what Northern Exposure was. Well, uh, I'm just gonna read the little little blurb we have here. Rob Murrow will Rob Morrow. Morrow? Morrow? Are you guys Morrow guys or are you Morrow guys? I think it's I'm going to go Morrow. <laughs> it's Morrow. <laughs> okay, Rob Morrow <laughs> will reprise his role as Dr. Dole Fleischman, who returns to Sicily, Alaska. There's a lot of things I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing them Joel Fleischman! <laughs> <laughs> For the funeral of an old friend. Once there, he finds a new set of quirky characters and reunites with, reunites with old ones. Whoa, quirky characters. <laughs> you gotta read that last one in. Quirky characters. Pushes up glasses. Sorry. I'm just gonna move on. Okay. <laughs> Northern exposure. So there's gonna be something called Videos After Dark, which is like an America's Funniest Videos spinoff with Bob Saget hosting. What? And I am assuming this is a little bit more edgy than America's Funniest Videos. Is that what I'm gathering here? I think so, yeah. Netflix show? So basically, no, it's going to be on. Uh, is ABC is uh, America's Funniest Home Videos? Yeah, I think it's going to come on like late at night on ABC. So basically, America's Funniest Videos spun off things like Tosh which is now spinning off things like America's Funniest Videos. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yep. Because this is basically <laughs> going to be Tosh kind of competitor that will not be able to push the envelope as well as Tosh because this is not a cable channel. This is a network channel. Yep. Uh, that is. 
I'm drawing a lot of assumptions here. It's but, okay. Uh, but it is Bob Saget. We report. So you, you never know. But it is Bob Saget, who we know is a very dirty human being. Yeah, he's filthy. <laughs> Onward. Speaking of dirty beings, mm. Jeffrey's toy box. <laughs> Uh, so is this like is this the return of Toys R Us that we've been hearing so much about is this what Jeffrey's Toy Box featured at 600 Kroger stores is this yeah, gonna be is Kroger or K. Roger <laughs> it's Croger yeah, Croger mm-hmm. we're the best at words at the Pass Forward Podcast yes we are this is what happens uh, when we have a month off <laughs> we get kind of rusty so many new words to learn have you get, have you seen this in the stores yet? I haven't. I have it's not. extremely sad looking. It's, it's, it, it exists. It, it's basically like the normal way they do toys at Kroger, which is sad in itself. But, but it's just, just branded. It just has the Jeffrey character on it. Oh. Is nothing sacred. I know. It's like it. We just got over the loss yeah. of Toys R Us, and you do this, and they're like, "Oh, nobody owns this property anymore. Let's take advantage of it." That's too bad. It makes me sad that it's garbagey. Well, you know. I won't say anything about. Bad, I won't say anything bad about Kroger. Yeah, it's not yeah. worth shopping as a pleasure. Let's just be clear. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you? Okay, so there have been some trailers that have released that uh, either loosely or definitely have to do with our subject matter, mm-hmm. and we have all watched all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yes. So we'll go over the first one, mm-hmm. the Pokemon trailer, uh, Detective. Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Now, I had no idea this was even being made until the trailer came out. I didn't either. And so it was a pleasant surprise watching the trailer and seeing what it was, what it was all about. And I, it looks like a good movie. Like, yeah, I, I was very surprised because like I, I had saw that the trailer was posted and like I was, I immediately dismissed it. Like, oh, that seems stupid. Like just the title alone, I thought it was just kind of like a cash grab thing. Right. But then I heard so many people talking about it, how amazing it looked. And I finally watched it. I'm like, I have never been interested in Pokemon, but it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, If you've listened to this podcast for a long period of time, we talked about Pokemon Go. That was my introduction into the Pokemon world. Okay. But since I have that one connection, it's like, oh, I kind of want to see this movie. Yeah. You know? And Ryan Reynolds is doing the yeah. voices. I mean, it looks crazy. cutesy. It looks yeah. kind of cute, but it, it looks good. Like, yeah. it, it looks visually appealing. And if you would have told me the synopsis and everything, I would have been like, yeah. that's dumb. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, it looks good. Has he had a history of being a detective? Like, why is he a detective? Uh, well, so it's based off, there is a there is a video game, Detective Pikachu, okay. that I think it's based on. That was like, the first I've heard of that. Of. I'm like, that's kind of random. Yeah. Yeah, I think what I appreciate about uh, this, in the sense that, like, I've never really been, like, a Pokemon person. Uh, Pokemon or Pokemon? Physically? It's Pokemon, Pokemon, I believe. Yeah, I've never been, like, a Pokemon uh, fan. <laughs> Uh, I actually legitimately think it is Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. I've never been a Pokemon. Okay, man. <laughs> I've never been a Pokemon man. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I think what is interesting about this is it's kind of like the Paddington movies is like they can play with making it look very real now. Whereas if they would have made it 10 years yeah. ago or 15 years ago when it was like in its prime, I don't know if it was that long, but like they didn't have the ability to take that kind of like fur technology and all the detail they can add now. I love fur technology. I love fur techs. Furtex? Fur techs. <laughs> um, I think there's just like so much detail they can add to this. I think it'll make it a really rich and interesting movie because of the VFX they can yeah. do. And that kind it of looks stuff. really good. Should be neat. The next trailer that has come out that we're going to talk about, I don't know, the chrono- chronological order that these came out. So mm-hmm. don't hold me to that. Sure. Pet Cemetery, the reboot 
of Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Looks really super creepy, yep. and I will not be watching it. Yeah, same. Wes? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked really good. Um, you can, uh, I think you can always tell with, like, remakes and like just even just like uh trailers in general like you can tell like if they cared about it when they made it true it looks like they like wanted to make a good movie like you can tell right off the bat like oh this is just a cash grab or like we want to pour yeah everything into it it looks like it's well filmed and Mm -hmm. has great actors in it and every i feel like based on the original they picked really good actors to uh to play the roles um yeah, the cinematography Pet- scene is beautiful. Yeah, and I think it's kind of based off of the It uh, craze of like how it's based on a Stephen King novel and, you know, how well it did and everything like that. So I think that that's the trend is to make our artful Stephen King remakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think it looks pretty good. I'll see later on, but it seems good. I, for one, cannot wait until the artful remake of Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yes, that would be, be so like... good. Cameo by Emilio Estevez. Mm-hmm. And That's soundtrack still by ACDC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It does, you're, I agree with you 100%. Even though I won't watch it, it, it does not look like a cash grab. It yeah. looks legit. Yeah. Um, so... That's that's good for you people who like yeah. scary movies. Good for you. Go yeah, watch it's it. It's going to be a good year for sure. Now to more happy things from our childhood. Aladdin, there's been, there's been a teaser trailer, and The Lion King, there's been a teaser trailer. Yes. Now, I find it interesting that they're making these two so close together. I am too. All next year. Um, I thought they would have spaced these out a yeah. lot further than they are. I mean, that there was, what, two years between those two movies originally? Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, you know why not? Because uh, I'm gonna see both. Are you gonna see both? I'm. Are you not gonna see? Don't lie to me. I'll probably see them both. <laughs> you will see them both because you're thoughts, a Disney fiend. But I'll see them both. Uh, are you gonna see them both? Yes. We're all gonna see them both. Yes. Let's be and honest. And Toy Story Four is next year. It's gonna be holy insane. moly. Go on. Um, <laughs> give me. I'm just gonna give you all my money thanks to Movie Pass mm-hmm. sucking now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they look they look pretty cool. I mean, obviously neither of them give out a lot away. Uh, Especially both of them the recreated, Aladdin one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, both really of them recreated anything. the teaser. I think are the original teasers to the original yeah. movies, or at least yeah, they're very scenes from the original movies. Um, but it makes me excited for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin, I'm getting the vibe that you're not <laughs> as excited, let's, which let's is surprising. So, which one do you me. want to talk about, Aladdin? Well, first? Let's talk about Aladdin first. Yeah. Okay. I'm more excited for Aladdin. I'm very interested to see how they use Will Smith as the genie. I think yeah. that will be very mm. interesting. I was waiting for any kind of hint towards that, but we didn't get it, of yeah. course. Uh, I, let me say, by the way, I'm a I'm a Will Smith fan. I do oh, think I that he could totally do it. He is just set up so hardcore for failure because he has to follow Robin Williams. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough gig for sure. Yeah. But I think his likability is very akin to the way that people felt about sure. Robin Williams at the time and even now. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of likability that will give him the benefit of the doubt even when he doesn't maybe live up to what everybody hoped it would be. Right. So I think that'll be good. I have a question. Yeah. Is Abu not going to be in this movie? Uh, he should be. Uh, he has to be, right? He, he wasn't in that scene when he was getting the lamp, so I assume that he wasn't in there. Maybe they're just holding on to it. Maybe he's hanging uh, out with the carpet, bro. Uh, mm. And it's very unsettling seeing uh, Aladdin with a shirt on. I appreciate it. There's a lot of yeah. detail we'd get <laughs> if he didn't. 
Like, I think that's one thing that has been interesting, I'm sure you've noticed, um, about all of these remakes is, like, how simply everything was drawn mm-hmm. be- just to make it maintainable, but they can add so much obnoxious detail. Like, if you look at even, like, the lamp in this particular one, it, like, there's so much crazy detail on just the lamp. I'm like, yeah. why did you do that to yourself? Yeah. There's a lot of time spent on that right, one but, shot. But it looks neat. Like, I think it adds a lot of texture to the movies that is one more way that they're kind of leveling it up from the originals in a neat way. So you're just kind of more reserved just by its look and Will Smith. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm, I'm Aladdin I'm excited about. I think okay. Aladdin, Aladdin oh, okay. would be great. So moving on to Lion King then. For me. Uh, I, that's what I'm interested in hearing. So here's the thing about the Lion King. They're all a live action remake, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not live action, no. It is still a CG movie. Yeah. There's no I've, human beings that will be in this movie. I've been that annoying person who's corrected every single person that's called it live action. Yeah. And like, because even uh, <laughs> a live action remake of, of The Jungle Book has a boy in it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. There, there actually are, is a live human being are, in there for portions of that movie. There are zero humans in Lion King. So I feel like we're just about to get bamboozled by watching like another animated movie <laughs> with the exact same story. Oh, it arc. will be. I yeah. With some, you know, I completely agree. Some uh, uh, nod to a promiscuous relationship that wasn't in the original one that makes it more modern or whatever. That I don't know. <laughs> I just I'm very interested. <laughs> to Sounds see. familiar. Not my mm-hmm. Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm just I'm a bit more skeptical with my expectations going into uh, the Lion King. That's fair. And actually, when I saw that trailer i was like oh okay it's gonna be the same movie um are do we know are they incorporating the broadway music into this one i haven't heard as they did with beauty and the beast yeah so there's a different element there and and rafiki he uses roots instead of fruit Mm -hmm. so there's 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 a difference there's a difference there different colors (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know we'll see It'll be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, The Lion King was my favorite all-time Disney movie. So and that's it's like, is I'm just going to see it. Yeah. Because even if it's the same thing, that's great for me because I love that movie. Yeah. I do think it's going to be more palatable watching Lion King than it is Aladdin because seeing humans portray characters are always kind of unsettling for whatever reason. Like, they never really match that. Yeah. But I feel like Lion King, I think, will do a lot better for every for the normal audience than Aladdin will. It's, uh, so, to be oppositional to that for entertainment's sake, <laughs> I f- agree. Like, if you look at, like, Beauty and the Beast or some of those kind of things, it's kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like they're going to, I want to believe that they will take some serious liberties with the genie's makeup and like how he is able to move and what he is capable of morphing into that will make that will hopefully break the barrier that you're describing that I've experienced Mm -hmm. in other movies too and the fact that John Favreau is doing Lion King and I have no idea who's doing Aladdin Uh, it's Guy Ritchie doing Aladdin okay so but still John Favreau is doing Lion King so I don't know yeah, I don't know. And I, like, I don't I don't see him just doing a carbon copy of the story. Yeah, which he kind of didn't even with uh, Jungle Book. Like, yeah. I appreciated that. And even like what he did from the original story from Elf, like I thought that was different enough from the just kidding, that was the original. Story. <laughs> I was about to say like, <laughs> wait, what? Um he directed Elf. But think yeah. about how good of <laughs> uh, think of about how good 2019 is. I mean, just Disney's 
that's Disney's year, right? Because you got two major Marvel movies coming out. Three. You have these two movies coming out. You have Toy Story four coming out. Is there anything else that I'm missing? It's probably There's like three Marvel movies. What's the third one? Spider Man. Is there any Star? Oh, Wars the third Spider Man's coming out next year. Or second Spider Man. Or yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. second. Oh, there's so many of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is, okay. Is, is there no Star Wars coming out next year? Yes. No. Yes. Oh, uh, it's at the end of next year. Episode nine is coming out That's, this time next oh, year. Oh yeah, there's that too. Holy yeah. cow. Taking over the world, man. Mm-hmm. What's funny is um, they Disney you know now reminds me of BNL from Wally. Like yeah. they are now BNL. <laughs> you know what else is coming out next year is probably higher park prices too. Mm-hmm. Boom. Because they're struggling right now. <laughs> exactly. It's they have no other way to make times. money. How is that. Disney struggling right now? <laughs> <laughs> they're not. That's the frustrating part. Uh, <laughs> it's totally uh, sarcastic. There. Uh, and, and Disney's streaming service is coming. Oh out my gosh! With all their yes. stuff. Do they have a name for that yet? Disney Plus, right? Disney or Plus. is that still the working title? Disney no, that's that's what it's called. Okay. So they're gonna have Star Wars TV, Disney and Point Co. Marvel, and everything. Mm. Everything. Everything. And they're gonna obtain Fox next year too. So. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> How Holy many years moly. do you think it is before they take the Harry Potter? Uh, it's only a matter of time. They, they just absorb They're it. just going to buy Universal Studios from NBC, and they're just going to, yeah. it's like a virus. Put a man. monorail over to it and mm-hmm. buy Florida. <laughs> <and> call <laughs> <it home>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, well, <laughs> that wraps up for us. Stay tuned for the next news episode where we talk about what else Disney's bought. Um, <laughs> appreciate you joining us, and once again, thanks you got, thank you guys uh, for staying subscribed. Hope. I hope that that little notification that you saw that we had a new episode brought you joy to your heart and you were excited to see us and not bitterness and a reminder to, to unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, thank you guys for stuck it out with us. And we've got many more. I mean, we have, we're not going away here. we got many more stuff planned for uh, 2019. So we're just going to keep going. Um, and I think that's it for me. Oh, obviously, I should let you know how to follow us. Because if you're new to this thing, you don't mm-hmm. know what the heck's going on. Yeah, please you do. You can interact with us on Twitter at PassForwardCast and Facebook at PassForwardCast and at Instagram at PassForwardCast yes. and on email, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. Good work. Good work. Thank you. Way to do. So use your medium of choice. Mm-hmm. We're pretty active on the Instagrams, mm-hmm. I must say, thanks to Wes Allen over here. Mm-hmm. He does a great job with that stuff. Agreed. I think we're a good follow. I'm a little oh, biased, shucks. but only a little. Mm-hmm. So that's it for me. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Uh, I just want to point out the fact that The Lion King is proof that cats don't always land on their feet. Ooh, ooh too soon. <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> Later, snorks. Pass Forward was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!